Dude, bald head. That receding hairline. Yeah, it looks like a LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> His crew back. <laughs> nah, it was just back uh, back hair that they plugged in up top. Or his ass hair. Oh my god. <laughs> Whatever they do. <laughs> Ah, all right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Power of Fitness podcast. We are back in studio, whatever we call the studio here. Exactly. Uh, no, I actually had a couple people message me and say, yo, where you guys do your podcast at? You look like you have a studio now because of the microphones. I'm like, <laughs> nah, man, look, you get these simple things. You get a little microphone here. See, we got it on a stand today. It's a it, simple little yeah, discreet upgrade. Little discreet. Today, I don't have, I don't have the, uh, the the computer here. I was sleeping. I was being a little bum. You know, I like to say, don't be a bum, get out, be active. But today, I slept in, and I'm actually more tired now. It's <laughs> funny, though, because when you sleep longer, you end up being more tired. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Especially uh, when you're used to, like, our active lifestyles and exactly. stuff. Exactly. It's like, go, 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 go. On your feet, move, do this. And yep. I'm like, you know what? Let me just take a step back. And then I'm like, dude, I'm tired. Yep. Like, I, I told you before, I was taking the week off from the gym. And uh, it's funny, like, the reactions I get from people. I say, hey, man, I'm taking the week off from the gym. Oh, my God, are you okay? I'm exactly. Like, dude, I feel fucking phenomenal. They're like, well, why are you taking off? And I'm like, so I stay that way. And it was funny that, like, when I asked you, yo, what do you want to talk about today? And you brought this topic up because I was like, it was pretty much relevant to what I, why I'm taking a week off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, guys, like, basically what we're going to talk about today is, you know, working with injuries, working through injuries, both mentally and physically. Because I'm not injured right now, which is rare. But uh, my man, Brian, right here is injured. And, you know, you, got, you can't do certain things when you're injured that you want to do. But you still got to get out there and you got to work one way or another to keep your body going, to keep your mental focus going. That way you don't want to just, you know, get in a depressive state, which is common nowadays. Yep. So uh, let's go, man. Let's get it going. So we got an injury here right now. It's ra- it's actually rare that you're injured and I'm not. I know. That's, or uh, like simultaneously injured. Because normally when uh, an injury happens, it seems to be like we just seem to mimic each other yeah, on that. What was the last time? It was your shoulder and I had my lat. Yep. And they're like, oh, I got hurt today, too. And it was like, all right, yep. what the fuck is going on? I destroyed my shoulder. You destroyed your pec. Yeah, man. It's weird. You know, injuries suck, though. You know, and uh, kind of going off of what we talked about um, last podcast, which not the cancel culture shit, but uh, quitting. A lot of people, when they get injured, they think it's a relevant time for them to stop working out, stop being healthy, start eating McDonald's and yep. shit because they got a new crispy sandwich. All this bullshit. But, like, when you get hurt, guys, don't quit at, at doing your physical fitness because your physical fitness is a direct relation to a lot of your mental health. And Bri over here is hurt, but he still keeps going, still gets to the gym and does what he can. Otherwise, he wouldn't be sitting here right now. He would have been like, fuck this podcast, fuck everybody else. But, fortunately, you know better than that. So. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, the first couple of weeks, they, uh, they mix, misdiagnosed it, so... It could have potentially been doing more damage than what was actually done from the initial injury itself. But got to the fifth doctor now and the fifth doctor, you know, it, it's a great time when you walk in to see this doctor for the first time. And the first initial reaction is like he says hi, he looks you up and down, looks at your initial injury. And the first thing out of his mouth is, oh, fuck. <laughs> You're like, I don't know what's going on. And I'm sitting there like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. What do you mean? Oh, fuck. That's not good. <laughs> and then they go through the process of explaining like what is going on. And then you're like at that relief stage because they've seen it before. And what was it? Um, so I, I got to give an insight on what happened. Literally February 11th. Three days after turning 30. <laughs> my partner and I, we ended up getting into an incident with a, uh, with a vehicle and we both ended up getting injured on duty and uh, having to go to the hospital. Thankfully, neither of us had anything broken, or at least at this time that we know that was broken when they did the x-rays. But during this whole process, I ended up punching a window, trying to excrete uh, a driver from a vehicle that possibly was stolen. Can't really give much about that. Good old America. Yeah, but um, 
thankfully everything settled down and everything was out handled and the situation was taken care of. We ended up going to the hospital. We got checked out. When I first walked into the ER, the nurses and the doctors all swore up and down that my hand was broken because it was twice its size and purple. I thought it was. I mean, I remember you sent me a picture. I looked at it. I'm like, why are you trying to be like me, bro? <laughs> but, uh, but I have my broken hand. It, 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 my obviously it was a little different. But you're, like, you're, you have plates in yours. I had a bone sticking out, so it was a little different. But like, like they, still, there was a hundred percent that was broken. Yeah, but like yours, literally, I'm like, there's something wrong with your hand there. You know, like yeah, you don't just swell up. It's not your ankle. Like your ankle could swell up like that, and you'd be like, oh, it's just a sprain. Like you don't get a sprain in your hand. Yeah. Like I mean, I, I not that I know of. I'm not a doctor, obviously, but. Never heard of anyone getting a sprain in your hand. So I'm kind of like, you know, like, fuck you do. And that's, that was the crazy part because to me, I didn't feel shit. I didn't have, had, had no feeling below the wrist in the, the right hand. And that was um, probably the, the, the telltale sign that something was more fucked up than what it normally is. Yeah. Usually like that, it's like it hits a nerve. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you would think figure after punching a window on a car that it uh, you would f- have some sort of sensation in your hand. I didn't feel anything. So after forty five minutes of finishing up what we had to finish up before we got to the hospital, I tried to pick up a pen. I couldn't even pick up a pen. Can you write your name? <laughs> Literally at the hospital, I had to take my left hand and try to sign my name with the my left hand. Really? And it was just I'm like, that's when it's like it finally clicked. Like I fucked up. I'm like, this This was definitely, like, because people, Monday morning quarterback, like, normal, they're saying, oh, why don't you use this tool? Why don't you use that? Because in the time frame, it was a split-second decision. I had five to ten seconds to make the decision that I made. And was it the right call? In my mind, yes, it's still the right call. Um, It could have ended a lot differently, but it is what it is. So now I have to face that consequence. Now, fast forward five weeks or six weeks now and i was being passed around to three or four different doctors and each one was telling me something different but everything remained with icing down the injury which is what growing up is what we were always told 20 minutes of heat 20 minutes of ice try not to use it blah 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 which you know what i tried to stop using it i did all the did the proper protocols but there was no change. There was no change whatsoever. I got movability in three of my fingers. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Three of my fingers, one being the thumb. And then my middle finger and index finger, I found out that I couldn't bend fully. But then when I would force it to bend fully, there was a loud and disturbing pop, which you heard. Yeah, dude, when you came over last time we did a podcast and you were bending your hand, I was like, it doesn't sound good. You could tell like it wasn't uh, structural bone damage because yeah. the swelling was down. It, it it was still there a little bit, but anytime you're like it sounded like a rubber band was breaking in your hand, I'm like, ah, that's not good, bro. Like I don't know what that is. And that like that's not good. It was like you know, like when yeah. I like like those like eighty, ninety year old women, they have yep. arthritis in their hands, they crack, that's what your hand sounded like. I'm yeah. like, That's not good, bro. <laughs> so from there, I finally got able to see what we consider a uh, second opinion doctor. And that's the, the doctor that I saw this past week. And he sat there, oh, fuck. And um, he's looking at it. And apparently, not doing anything is causing more damage to the hand than actually doing things. So... Figure. Complete opposite of what we are taught. Yeah. And... I remember telling you, like, you should just not do nothing. You're like, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> And that's the, that's the crazy thing because when he told me what it potentially is, I was like, what the fuck is that? I had no idea about this injury. I had no idea about this term. And I, I told you, and you're sitting there going, they're like, yeah, I, I have no idea. It. What is it called again? <clears throat> CRPS stage one or type one. Yeah, I, I was like, I have no idea what that is. I've so, which is known as a uh, soft tissue damage and nerve damage which is excruciated even more so or elevated even more so by getting that extremity cold so icing it was doing more damage than not doing anything at all 
So now... So do they tell you now... Like you said, it's nerve damage. So I'm not really relevant with nerve damage. I never actually had nerve damage. All I know is, like, it doesn't have a problem with heat and ice. Or is it better with it's, one or the other? So it's better to have it heated because right now with the 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 injury, the way that it was taking in okay. and everything else was the whole aspect of now you have this soft tissue damage, which is restricting the blood flow, restricting blood vessels, and having the nerves not firing correctly. So to reverse that, you get put on a uh, a nerve blocker or a pain blocker. So now okay. I have to take this pain blocker or this nerve blocker every night. Now, like, do, and it's do supposed you notice- to dilate the the blood vessels so you get more blood flow to okay. the hand. So, like, with your hand now, you said you were losing your your fingers, you know, in your hand. Does it affect like your wrist or your, like your forearm up to your elbow at all, or it's just like your hand grip? It's right now. It's just my hand grip, but with the amount of force that was put into what I was doing. I did do some sort of damage to the wrist that they're still trying to figure out, which they yeah, just think like it's hitting, ligaments. Yeah, it pushes it back a little bit, you know. Now, before anyone says that you don't know how to punch properly, yes, I've taken boxing. I did MMA and all that fun stuff. But with that, you're still re- um, hitting resistance even more so when you're putting all your strength into trying to break something. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I, I, like, I wasn't getting at that. I was saying because, like, when you're hitting something, like regardless of if you say you hit it with your bottom, you're making, you're hitting the top. Yeah. Vice versa, you know, you're hit, you're still fucking. You, there's no way around it. Exactly. There's no way around it. So now, with the new diagnostic uh, diagnosis and everything else, the doctor literally said, if you go into the refrigerator or the freezer, you got to use your left hand. You can't use your right hand at all to go in any place that's cold. And right there, it's just like. Well, fuck, I just fucked myself for the past five, six weeks. <laughs> so, do, do, did they say that, you know, it pushed it up further because you were using it and ops like freezing it, whatever? Or is it kind of like, ah, it was going to happen anyway? So, if it was a diagnosed or like diagnosed within the first week, mm-hmm. it normally, normally this situation, from what I understand, from the research that I've done, from what I was explained, that it only lasts. About three months. But it's an like, acute thing. It's like nerve damage when they they weren't looking for that. So it's kind of like you had the like diagno- the diagnostic without him when you went in and him yeah. seeing. Like because when it's swollen in the beginning, they couldn't tell that's why it was, right? Yeah. It's so, all from the impact. And it's pretty much if – so as long as I'm moving the hand, the arm and everything and the blood flow is good, then I'm fine. But if I let my hand rest for five, ten minutes – it starts discoloring, and you can see that there's a diff- clear discolor. Yeah. So it is – what it comes down to being now is – like I went to physical therapy that day prior to going to go see this other doctor, yeah. and I had maybe an hour or two of downtime, which I ate something, and then I drove back down to go see the doctor. And that's where he saw that the the swelling was there, the discoloration. And one of the big things he said is the hand is cold to the touch. Which I can't feel the temperature change in that hand. Yeah, because he, you know, because of the nerve damage. So that makes sense. But it's mainly affecting the index finger and the middle finger, which I need the index finger for the job that I hold. Yeah. So now the diagnostic is he wants me working out as much as I can, he wants me moving the hand as much as I can. So, like, when you work out, like, for example, bench press. So when the pressure is pushing down, when mm-hmm. you're holding it, how's it feel? Do you feel it at all? I don't feel it at all in the hand. Do you notice, like, are you gripping differently so you know, like, it's locked in than you used to? Uh, what I noticed, kinda... so for any type of, like, exercises that involve, like, a, a dumbbell or anything like that, it's my index finger and my middle finger are sticking straight up. <laughs> Literally sticking straight up. And, um... When I asked the doctor about this and stuff like that, I'm sitting there going, are you sure I'm allowed to do this? I'm like, can I do that? Can I do this? He's sitting there going, yes, I want you doing that because I want you using as much as that hand as possible because at that rate, you're getting more blood flow. And he's sitting on, there is no known cure for yeah. uh, CRPS. I, the first thing I did when I looked it up, I, I still didn't really fully understand what it was. 
But I said, I, what I understand too, I told you before, is that a lot of people that get it from what I looked up, they get it in their hand and it goes up to their shoulder. Yeah, and it has the potential of spreading if you don't do anything. So with that being said, he's very adamant about, okay, you have physical therapy three times a week for the next 12 weeks. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, fuck, this is the longest I haven't done jack shit in yeah, years. Like work-wise and shit like that, man. It's, you know, like, it. You know, like, what, what you get out of it too is like your nervous system mm-hmm. is fixed through doing physical something. activity. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what's throwing me for a fucking loop is – you're being told to do something with the injury. Yeah. Over what we've learned throughout our years of ice it, yeah. rest it, well, don't do shit. From like what I learned from my injuries, I I never ice my shit. Never. I never ice anymore because it like it never it works constricts. anymore to me. It, I like I either heat it or don't do anything and yeah. elevate it. So when I was telling you, I didn't tell you to ice it, but I said don't work out. Because I'm like, it's your hand grip, let it heal. Yep. Not thinking like, oh well like you need to use it to get the blood in there. Makes sense. I mean, you need to go get a sauna and go sit in the sauna because do a sauna have your hand up? I wonder. I, I'm curious how that would work. You know, because like it's heat, you're going in. I don't know, or a hot tub. Yeah, I don't. It's it comes to a point where you just there's a lot of stuff that we still have to learn about, and that's that's the crazy part. There's so many different types of injuries and stuff that us as professionals in the the field that we are in, we don't even know. And it's crazy to see how it takes a certain amount of doctors to figure out different things because of what they've seen over their careers. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm thankful for going to the second secondary opinion doctor because it comes down to the fact that the oh fuck, which scared scared me a little bit from uh, saying, oh hi, I'm Doctor So and So. Oh you fuck. Your first thought was probably like, I shouldn't have been working out. I'm going to lose my hand. Well, my first <laughs> thought was. I'm going to fucking get surgery on something, and I don't even know what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. But then he, like, brings up all these images. He's like, these are patients I've seen over the years. And he's like, it goes hand-in-hand hand with the type of injury that you've had. And I just started chuckling. He's like, oh, what, the hand-to-hand part? I'm like, yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> but um, he's sitting there going, he's feeling up and down the hand. He's sitting there going, yeah, there's, I can tell there's a lot of soft tissue damage. And the way that your hand is uh, numb to the touch compared to your left one is um nerve damage as well so thank god it's only stage one or type one because there's a possibility of it completely going away in three months that's good then you know it, it could go longer too hey at least you get to work out you know uh that's dude that so, that still throws me for a loop being that he's sitting there going i want you fucking moving these your your fingers i want you moving your wrist i want you moving your hand so don't slow down on stuff that you were doing prior to this yeah now i remember like any type of injury i've ever had they do like regardless of what it was they're like we don't want you doing nothing yeah and i'm like it's my right hand i still got two legs and my left arm you know something like that but like it sucks because like when when you can't work yep and then they tell you you can't work out like, that's that's literally taking away our whole lives horrible like, what do you do can't do nothing you know so it's good that you're able to work out and you know it's 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 great to know and it's great to tell all of y'all that when you have a lot of things going on like not all the time but health issues just mm-hmm. like injuries physical therapy fixes a lot because not not necessarily the physical therapy part of it but the the, the inside what it does to your nervous system and your body and that's it, a, that's it, the it crazy part up. i've been to physical therapy four times now and they hook you up to this nice little nifty machine that uh you can buy one of them puts electronic pulses mm-hmm. through the hand. Dude, you can buy one. I know a lot of uh, powerlifters, bodybuilders, they actually buy them. And after like leg day, they'll do it on their like their quad or um, a lot of like like they'll do it on the chest. Like mm-hmm. guys, the powerlifters do it on the chest because it it you're not getting a workout from it, but it stimulates your nervous system to yep. get the blood flow to that area. And it heals it better. And when it heals better, it grows better. It grows faster. It recovers faster. And then it takes the pressure off of a lot of your other body parts. Yeah, you know, it's like A lot of people with, like, a, not a hand injury, but, like, legs. Talk about legs. Like, a lot of people out there, they'll get a knee injury. And it's their hip. They're up their opposite hip. So what they do is, like, a doctor will use the stim thing on their back. And they'll take the pressure off of their, their, their hips, pull it up. Yeah, it's... Them things are amazing. Like it's insane. I I this is the first time I've ever had a, an opportunity to have it done, and it's it does make a difference. 
but now I also have to do different exercises three times a day. That's the key. Like you got to do that. And that's the thing. So there's another thing for, for these two fingers, they uh, have something called buddy straps to keep the lateral. So they move together. Right? So they, yeah, so exactly. They move together because one of the biggest things that the therapist was saying for the popping sound is the ligament going over top of the knuckle from side to side. Mm-hmm. Where and the way she explained it was a fishing pole. You have a fishing pole and you have those little rings on the fishing pole that had the string that goes through. So you think that the, the line itself is your ligament for those fingers. It's supposed to be perfectly straight. Now, when one of those hooks break or one of the loops break, the line goes side to side. So what they're thinking the popping is, is the little grommets themselves, the little uh, circles themselves are not holding the ligament straight. So anytime the finger makes a full bend, the ligament's popping over the knuckle and going towards the inner part where the damaged tissue is and everything else. So it's not strong enough to stay straight. It makes sense. It makes sense. You know, like... The more you move, like when you're so like when you're gripping your hand and you're kind of like doing that, it's like you can't. I can't do it, but like if, I can only do this. This yeah. is that's the most like, most movement I got in those yeah. fingers. So if I'm doing it without like trying to force it, like the amount of pressure you feel mm-hmm. on there just by like trying to do it myself, like and now it's, that's a natural movement for your body to do it. You can just feel the pressure on your your knuckles. So like it makes sense how it's like popping. Yeah. You when think. when when she went and explained that to me, I'm sitting there. I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, that actually makes sense. And then when they did the test, they're sitting there going, they put the thumb on the middle part of my palm, right where the ligaments would be, and then we forced it to close all the way, and you could feel the ligament pop over, and then you could feel it on the backside too. But like, you can see the ligaments right here on the backside of your hand, and you can see where it's supposed to go over top. You'll see that hop to the side. Yeah, and. I mean, it's it's a very unique, disturbing feeling. So when you're doing the the electro stems on it, can you feel like your hand? So when I, I remember doing it on my hand before, and it, it all like you can't like does your you, hand move? Because I know when I did, yeah, you it, can't when, control it. So when you have the the stem pads on, they put it to a, a a resistance where you pick, and I think mine's a little on the high side because I don't feel it. Because the hand is yeah. numb at times, and you well, it's you begin damage, you know, yeah like, you begin to feel the twitching in the fingers and stuff like that, which is kind of strange. But in this whole process of the the stem machine being on there, it's also wrapped in a uh, a heating pad to heat up to mm-hmm. loosen up, um, to make the blood flow easier and to loosen up the yeah. damaged I remember tissue. So when I had the fourth metacarpal broke my hand, box fracture, and they would do it to me, I would turn it up all the way. Just to be like, <laughs> just to see what happens. Like, man, like it hurts, but it feels good. Yeah, it it's, it feels amazing. Like, that shit is like, it's painful for like a second, and then it's like, oh, it feels, it feels good. <laughs> yeah, it feels amazing. I'm like, I would be lying if I said it didn't feel good. Kind of makes me want to buy one of the machines, but yeah, you can buy them. I'm telling you, you can buy them. I know a lot of people that have them out there that buy them that use them. A lot of people they use them on their shoulders because, like, as you get older, like when you sleep. A lot of like your pressure for your arms and shit comes from how you sleep on your shoulder. Exactly. So when you use the stem thing on there, it releases it. I mean, I don't, I don't know the protocol on using it every day, this or that, but like, yeah, I don't know either. I just know I use it three times a week, so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna stick to that for the time you know, being. What else is important for you to do is you said you have to do exercises three times a day. Yep. Now I know a lot of people that get injuries, knee injuries, back injuries, this and that, and they don't do those exercises. So, oh, I'll be fine. I'm just gonna do the rehab. You need to follow those those protocols because and that's, they that's are the more crucial. Thing. That's the biggest thing because if – so for the different type of injuries when you're recommended to do these different things, like right now I have all the free time in the world and uh, I get bored. So to have the 15, 20 minutes of these exercises what I have to do and I, I catch myself doing them when I don't have to do them. But you can feel a difference in the movements. Yep. And you can feel a difference in the strength of, like, the hand, the fingers, everything else. And you can see that the color comes back to the way it's supposed to be and all this other stuff. But with that being said, have there been days where I didn't do them? Yes, there's been a day where I've only done two of them, like, when I was supposed to do three of them. And um, I felt the difference. There's there's a complete night and day difference. Yep. So I take, even if it's just over throughout the day, it's just... Do certain ones 
during a certain time period, like cooking or something, I'll sit there and I'll do the uh, the stretch where I'm supposed to take. Dude, look how bad that is right there. But you sit there and you hold the lower joint here and you try to bend the finger forward. Got the Winter Soldier over here, dude. It's bad. <laughs> like it's it's bad. Like the do tele- you notice it? Like does it hurt right now or no? No, I can't feel it. That's the thing. Like I have no feeling in the hand whatsoever right now. So like I'm I'm rotating it under the table back and forth Can trying you, like, to get keep blood flow. Like how is it if it keeps up? So these, if you notice, these two will start closing and these will get stuck right about there. Damn. So it's just like, and I burnt my finger. I burnt the tip of my finger the other day and I didn't even feel it. I smelled burnt skin. You're like a fucking cook. They put their hands in. Yeah, there. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I smell something burnt. So I'm, you know, like, like, I'm looking. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, another, another thing that popped into my head from like my previous injuries from like years right there is when people get injured and you know they're not perfect health right away within like you know you do your, you do your rehab for a week or whatever a month and you're still kind of like you know yeah. kind of the same they say fuck it i'm done and then you you, you can't quit you gotta keep doing it you know it sucks but yeah one day yeah, you're gonna I mean, be like oh i'm feeling pretty good you know and that's what i'm hoping better. that's what i'm hoping because uh, everything that i see with doing the research on this diagnostics and it's just like fuck if i do nothing about this it's just going to get worse and it's going to go up the arm yeah and it's just like okay i'm i'm right-handed i i need my right arm if it was the left arm uh, we, we we can make do but <laughs> <laughs> but it's just no. like it comes down to the aspect of what what capabilities can i do to make this hand strong again make the the joint strong again or anything like that and I've also noticed, like, with the, the new supplements and everything else that I have, too, with getting back on the uh, multivitamin, the fish oil, the fish oil is definitely helping. And then this this nerve blocker that I'm taking at night, now I'm on my fir- – I took it for the first time last night. Haven't noticed any side effects yet. Hopefully, there's no side effects. I've never personally had to take a nerve blocker, so I don't I don't, I don't know. So what it was explained to me was that this nerve blocker is supposed to di- dilate the uh, blood vessels, so make them wider, so that there's more blood flow, which is supposed to speed up recovery time. Hopefully it does. I don't know. I don't know much about them. All I know is, like, how's it going to target only, like... That's what I'm saying. It has that, to- that's, like... I mean, your body, like, your body's a machine. It fucking knows. So, I mean... I, don't know. I, I know people have that have taken them for, like, injuries like that. And it's been fine, so. Or, like, a lot of people do it with, like, lower back injuries. Yeah. You know, they get the, the nerve blocker in their back when they, like, you know, blow your back out. Yep. You know. That happens a lot, especially in the construction workers. They use it. It works for them. So, I don't know. Hopefully it does. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully this is only going to take three months and it's it's gone and I can go back doing my normal lifestyle and everything else. But until then, it's going to be an injury, a new injury that I've never knew about before. But now it's something that we have in our books that we can reference down the road if we ever need it again. Hopefully we don't. Hopefully none of our clientele ever has a, that problem. But now we know. Yeah. You know, I, it's just like an, it's an injury. And it makes your mind. It, it's not similar to any of the other injuries I've had. But at the same time, like I said to you, it's an injury. And you have to, you know, keep rehabbing it, keep pushing yourself forward. And it's going to get better. And that's the, that's the biggest thing, because once I got the go-ahead to be like, okay, I want you to use it more, but just make sure you're not sticking it in any cold places. So I'm sitting there going, how many different cold places are there? So that's like that, that was the first initial instinct, and he's sitting there going, yes, a refrigerator counts as a putting it into a cold place. I'm sitting there going, oh. So now, like I told you earlier, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, I have to mentally think before I go into a refrigerator to, okay, use the right hand to open the door. Put the left hand in to grab whatever I want to grab. Good luck. And it's just like the past couple of days trying to figure that out. I catch myself bringing the hand in. I'm like, okay, I got to keep this out of here because with what I'm being told is I'll do more nerve damage for going into the cold. Yeah. It's crazy because like your nerve, which you like you would think, well, it makes sense because like if you're putting ice on nerve, it's stopping it. Yeah, you're probably killing it. Yeah, but if you put too much heat on it, You're then over. It's, it's overexerting and yep. it's going to make it worse. So it's like, you got to make sure you do you, like... You got to find that happy medium. So right now, I I think, so I'm on the, uh, I'm supposed to do 15 minutes every time before I, I do one of the uh, the exercises with a heating pad. 
Now, what I found out is three times a day with the heating pad has really fucking irritated it. So I'm only doing one uh, when I'm at PT in the morning, getting that, and then once at night with the, the heating pad and then doing the stretches before going to sleep. But with that being said, you find that happy medium. So it's when I go for the PT in the morning, it's 15 minutes with the electronic uh, stimulator on there wrapped in the heating pad. And it feels all right. Then I'm able to go through the exercise. Like 15 minutes? Yes. So that's for 15 minutes. And then I go through the exercises one by one. And you, you notice that you have more mobility with the heat being there and after the electronic stim. But then throughout the day, like I notice, I can get there. Like this is as far as I can open these fingers up right there compared to – like that's a, that's a substantial amount. So like since you've been doing it, though, how much have you improved already in just so, you know, short time? Originally, these two were stuck together. So I started out with a, about a gap like that. And now after about four, I can get them open like that. And then that's forcing them, trying to get them to where they need to be. Like, I can't even feel this finger right here. Yeah, that's crazy. But, yeah. I, yeah, you know. It's it's funny because it's like, it's a ghost finger. Like, you, you watch it bend, but you can't, you don't feel it until it makes that pop. I never had no nerve damage. I don't want it, but I mean, hey, like I said, at least you can work out and get going. So how was like your like since you've been working out? Like, how have you switched up your workout routine at all, or like you just still doing the same thing? I switched it up after the injury happened. I was doing, I started doing fifty minutes of cardio, and if it was like walking, jogging, uh, stair step, ultra marathon. Dude, I fucking hate cardio. You doing an ultra marathon? I'll be out there with Goggins. No. You're gonna do the, you're gonna do the, so, the four by four for twenty four. Goggins, <laughs> Goggins is a beast. I am not on beast god level. You should do what he's done. He does four miles every four hours for forty eight hours. Four miles every four hours for forty eight hours. So twelve four eight. Keep going. He can have that. <laughs> I'm like, dude. Fuck that. I don't think I have enough. Well, actually, right now I do have enough time in the day to do that. Yeah. So I can't even make that excuse. But uh, I don't oh, know. I don't know how people do it. That's what you're doing. <sighs> that's, you're doing it next week. <laughs> that's so strange. You're going to wake up on Monday and do it. And get a free shirt from him. <laughs> Is that what he's doing? I think. Uh, oh, you're going to do this? I'm like, I'm not doing four hours of cardio in a week. <laughs> doing nothing at work. I do four hours of cardio in general. No, I do enough at work, man. I mean, the only time I do four consecutive hours of cardio is when I do Tough Mudder or, like, one of the military-style uh, mud runs. But anyway, back to your schedule. At least you're not doing four hours of cardio a day. <sighs> true, true. But, uh, yeah, I I modified my workouts from doing a lot of, like, upper body and stuff like that to strictly doing core and doing legs. and. So, dude, how do you feel, like, when you're doing, like, curls or something like that? Do you notice it in your hand? Like, is your weight down or is it just you kind of, like, alternate your grip? I honestly, I guess I have alternated my grip, but like I said, what I've noticed is I'm also thankful that the the dumbbells and the the bars that we have at the gym, my fingers don't have to fully lock. So like, I think this is as far as my fingers have to go on a dumbbell in there because they have such wide fucking gripped uh, dumbbells. So there's, there's no discomfort, but like I said, there is what I'm seeing is those two fingers stay up like that. So people are probably looking at me weird while I'm sitting there doing a bicep curl and you just see two fucking <laughs> fingers sticking straight up. But it is what it is because now being that I'm told that I'm allowed to go back to doing my normal workouts, I'm starting to integrate them back in within reason. Yeah. That's all right though. That's good. You know, you have to fall off a lot because you know how it is, man. When you get hurt and you, you can't work out for two months, like one month, you know, Sometimes it's actually good, but two months, mm-hmm. man, like you fucking like your weight goes down, your body you just feel weird, like mentally, like and that's that's another big thing. So with the with the injury, like you said before at the start, was people te- seem to go towards the fast food, the junk food, and yeah. shit like that. My mentality is now, fuck, I can't lift. Well, when it first started, it was like, fuck, I can't lift what I'm normally lifting, so I need to reconstruct the way that I'm eating. So now lately I've been eating a lot more salads, a lot more um, – I cut out 
all those fucking rains that we've been fucking drinking, which are fucking terrible. I think they fucked me up. <laughs> so, <laughs> if I'm taking a week off from the gym, I need to get my, like, like, that's why I laugh. Like, everyone, went, when I said in the beginning how I was taking a week off and everyone asked if I was injured, I'm like, no, like, my body feels great. Yeah. But, like, I've been tired more because it's probably, like, the weather change in this. But a lot has to do with, like, the caffeine that I have, you know, because I've been working a lot, doing rain. Yep. And then doing pre-workout. And it's like, you, like, it was funny how you said because my central nervous system is kind of, I need to shock that shit back in place. Yep. You can't do that by continually, like, work, like, when, like, in yours, you need to shock it. You got to get that shit in there. Yep. But, like, when you're working out, I've been going, you know, three months straight, going benching heavy every week, yeah. deadlifting heavy every week, and I haven't done none of that in, like, a year or two. My body, my, my body feels great, but my central nervous system is like, yo, you motherfucker, you need to chill. And a lot of it has to do with the caffeine intake. So that's why I'm like, no, I'm just taking off to flush my body to get my central nervous system back in to shock it back and let it get rid of the caffeine so I don't need that shit. Yeah. Because, like, you get so accustomed to having it, especially, like, when you can't work out or, like, mm-hmm. or you're working out too much, you need it to keep constantly feeling up here. And that's, that's the problem, I think. Because I, I cut myself down to two to three a week. And then since this whole thing has happened, I went down to one. And now the past week, I haven't had any. You know, like, it's the number one drug in the world. Like, I remember listening to a podcast before from First Form, and the head nutrition guy was saying he was drinking three Monsters a day. That's insane. Monsters are worse than rain, like, not even close. But at the same time, they don't have three Monsters as compared to one and a half rains. So it's like, you know, three, yeah, a a little over one and a half. And it's like... Even though the monster's worse for you, the caffeine's just as bad for your system. Yeah. So it's like, bro, like, that shit fucks you up. But the monsters also have the uh, artificial they, sugar they and do. everything else in them. I'm saying is- they're bad in the same way. It's like the rain, like, they're actually one of the only, like, they're pretty clean. Yeah. But they have a fuck ton of caffeine in them. 300 milligrams in one yeah. can. You know, I'm drinking one of them every day, coming home, doing my workout, and then doing a podcast at night, having another 100 it's a thousand milligrams and a caffeine. And the human <laughs> like, body the f- is not meant to be taking those stuff yeah. in. Now you don't you don't really notice it though because you're used to it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what a lot of people's problem is in the gym is that they do their caffeine for work, they do their pre workout, and then they're they're flying high up here. Yep. And then next thing you know, they crash. That one day they have that bad crash and they hit that plateau. So I explain it to people like, so I'm going up like this. I'm flying up, going up. My PRs are going up, and then. I keep going because my body feels good. Or I can relax, take a week off, reset. I'm not going to lose any of my weight. Yeah. And never hit. I'll never hit that plateau and then go back up. That's what I'm doing. People don't want to do that, though. They want to keep going up, going up, going up. And then they get hurt. They're out for fucking four months. And that's what I'm I feel like right it. now. I feel like I'm out for four months. But it's only been a month and a half. Yeah. And you're back, though. And then another thing is with, with injuries like yours is you get, a month, you get a month and a half off and you think you can jump back in and do what you do. And, you and then you can't, and then you fail, and you either quit because you fail, or yep. you quit because you hurt something else. Well, it's just like the one day when we were going back and forth, when you're sitting there going, oh, yeah, I hit the 300, and I'm sitting going, yeah, I chalked mine up to a lose this year. Yeah, I'm <laughs> But it's like, we have that competition going back and forth, because it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm set back, because I didn't, first off, I didn't get a proper diagno- uh, diagnosis of what the hell was going on, Yeah, and then, like... You can sit here and you can like you can reflect like oh, well why didn't the doctors know what what the hell's going on or like what the fuck they fucked me or you can have, get you nowhere though <laughs> yeah or you can have the mentality of okay maybe this doctor didn't actually know and being yes yeah, it's just yeah we have this I thing where we where we sit there going oh it's a city doctor all they want to do is push you back to work faster and at that point my mentality is I've never been out of work for longer than a week. And for a week, that's normally like a vacation or mm-hmm. when I'm switching a job to go to another one. And being that I've been out for five, six weeks now. Well, actually, no. Now, this week marks six weeks. I'm sitting there going, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> and when I noticed there was no change in my hand until I started going to physical therapy last week and the, the last doctor that I saw – He's sitting there. He's like, okay, well, I want to start physical therapy with you. And he has some sort of uh, knowledge of it. I'm sitting there going, okay, maybe this dude actually knows what he's talking about. 
But at that point, our there was already paperwork put in for me to switch get switched over to a uh, another opinion doctor, the second opinion doctor, which is considered heart and lung. And I'm grateful that I went over to the other doctor because, as like I said, as soon as he saw me, he he pretty much threw it out there. He's like, "This is what this is. This is." He's sitting on. It's gonna be a painful rehab to an extent, but he's like the way to prevent it from going back and degenerating is to prevent any cold going through the hand. And it's just like, well, that just completely blows out everything I was ever taught. I mean, I, I, I learned a lot from, you know, doing this the certifications and all. Not about ice. Because like like it's weird. Like someone will tell you no ice. And then someone and then will tell you, tell you ice. And the thing is if it's an original, like, a angle sprain or something, you ice it. Something like yours where it's continually swelling, a lot of people can tell you ice it, especially for where it is. It's yep. your hand. You're using it all the time. You wouldn't think it's a nerve damage in your hand. You know? You you really wouldn't think that, especially from what happened. So, like, half people are going to tell you ice. That's just a natural thing. That's probably, like, what is the natural protocol for it. Mm-hmm. But then if any of the doctors would if you can just do, like, a laser beam thing and see it's a nerve, none of them would have told you that. Yeah, but I mean, unfortunately, that doesn't happen. The the like the the part that's really screwing with people is the fact that the X ray showed nothing, MRI showed nothing. Yeah, but the MRI only showed the back part of the hand and the wrist. It didn't show palm up. It didn't show with knuckles closed. Yeah, but even with like that, they wouldn't see the nerve damage. No, they wouldn't see the nerve damage, but they would see the ligament begin to move out of place. Not on an X ray. On an MRI. On an MRI. Yeah, I mean, wait. When you did an MRI, they only did your hand down. It, they only did it down. They strapped it down. They did the wrist, and they really? did my. Uh, was yeah. that was that your uh, get back to work doctor? Yes, uh, that makes sense because it doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't you do? You have to do a three sixty view of it. From what I understood, I mean, I, you're, I've you're never, just a patient. You so never did it before. You don't. I know. never had an MRI, yeah. so I, I literally, I'm sitting there, I'm like, um, okay, so you're laying in this fucking machine, fucking Superman, like this well, for yeah, you think, fifty you, fucking yeah, minutes. Yeah, you think it, it does the whole thing, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like this, this cylinder thing is taking a picture of everything mm-hmm. inside the hand, and it's just showing you every like muscle and everything like that. I, I that's that's what I thought. Sorry, mm-hmm. people that are in the medical field, I have no idea what an MRI yeah. actually fucking does. Well, no, I don't, I don't know. Like, doesn't it? It doesn't show the bottom. Because I'm thinking, I went in for my knee. I didn't. Obviously, I didn't flip. I don't think I flipped on my back to no. do the bottom. So probably uh, yeah. uh, from what I'm, I'm assuming you're laying on a fucking table. So I'm assuming it's just doing the the top and the side. So you're yeah. not getting a full 360. Yeah, but doesn't it shoot through it? Where you? I don't know. <laughs> it makes sense, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, shoot, get back to work, doctor. They don't want to. They, they are like that, though. I know, and that's, you ask a lot of, lot of, lot of people. That's that's the sad part. There's 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 the the different parts where like your work will send you like, oh, you have to go see this doctor. You have to see this doctor. Yeah, dude. I mean, I and, know a lot of people that have got hurt at work and they've done stuff like that. Oh no, no, no don't see your doctor. It's like, dude, like, come on. It, it comes down to the fact is if your body's telling you something's wrong, which is why. After I talked to um, a couple, like the sergeants, uh, lieutenant, and stuff like that, they, and then I also talked to my partner who's still out. They're sitting there going, "You need to listen to what's going on and get a second opinion." He's sitting there going, "Cause clearly something's wrong, especially yeah. with that clicking." Absolutely. And that's what led to what was being diagnosed now. No, yeah. Uh, well, you know, like at least it wasn't. Too long, where like severe, severe damage happened. Let's hope. I don't think so, though. Yeah, I don't but, think so either. And hopefully, and I'm I'm praying that it, it's not that type of. Uh, I'm hoping it's just the the stage one or type one where it's just the acute stuff that can go away in three months. Yeah, hopefully, you know, hopefully, like like you said, Aaron, you're doing the rehab. It's helping a little bit. So hopefully, it continually, is, next thing you know, you're you're feeling pretty good. Yeah, you know, without the clicking, like you know, getting back to working out too, doing that, getting your body pumping, all that, avoiding your rains should be pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even though yeah. that new rain that came out, bang! Oh, dude, the gummy bear. Yeah, gummy bear is awesome. I have one in the fridge, and I'm not drinking them though. I have one sitting in my fridge too, and I'm sitting. I'm like, I I can't, bro. I could literally, you know, like you know, like your central nervous system fucked up when you could drink a rain and go right to bed. 
Or you could yep. take a rain and go fucking run 10 miles. Yep, that's it, me. Either way, and I'm like, that's why That's why I'm like, you know what? That's why I'm like, I mean, I, after the diagnosis and everything, I'm like, maybe I should stop with any type dude, of caffeine. it does fuck you. Like, all of it does, man. It fucks your central nervous system up. And, and when you're trying to get nerves, you learn it. Like, you've got to avoid that shit. Yep. You know? So, you know. Uh, but hopefully you get back. Like, it's good that you're able to work out, though. Get going. Push your body. Well, not, you know what I mean? Push your body to be able to help your mind. Within stay. limits. Yeah. Because I know, like, I'll tell you one thing. When I hurt my, was it the first time? Or maybe the second time my ACL. The first time I was kind of like, fuck it, this is nice, it's cold out, I'm going to do nothing. Yeah. Uh, but the second time when I moved back from Florida and I heard it, I was like, I wanted to kill, I remember I grew that lumberjack beard? Yep. I wanted to kill myself. Dude, yep. it was horrible. I couldn't do shit. But the funny thing is, like, I still remember you the one day going into LA Fitness with the fucking brace on. Hey, man. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm like, what is this fool doing? Because you sent me something, you sent me a picture and a text message. You're like, yeah, I'm going to the gym, and you're fucking hobbling around. I'm like, okay, you go, you do, do oh, you, boo boo. I'm curious what I did that day. Go do you, boo boo. Pro- you, do- you probably tried to do legs. <laughs> I did heavy, heavy squats. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no, but like, I want to hit on that though right now. Like, uh, like when I tore my ACL the third time, and I said, fuck it, I'm done. I remember doing that. I did it at work, and I'm I like I remember everyone's like, oh, "How do you know you did?" It? I was like, "I've done it three twice already. Yep. I know what it feels like." Yeah. Um, I remember I had a pop. I couldn't back up, and my first thought was, "Okay, like you're gonna get another surgery. It's gonna happen again. It's it's just repetitive. It's degenerate. It's just gonna happen again." Yeah. I remember altering my workouts. That was the hardest thing for me to do because I used to love going in the gym mm-hmm. and doing not squats, heavy lunges. And I think uh, what actually hurt my knee the, the second, the third time was heavy lunges. Because when I was doing lunges and I was going forward heavy, the pressure from my knee going forward pushing, I think that's what actually hurt my knee. Because I would Probably. go in, dude, we'd go into the gym, ask Vince. I would do 110-pound walking lunges, dumbbells. Dummy. Down a fucking ramp. Yeah, with a double repair at ACL. And everyone would be like, oh, it's your heavy squats. When you squat every day. But you don't so, lunge every day. Yeah, and what it comes down to is that the stretching motion, yeah, stretching out. Exactly. Is what so, was like, doing people it. ask me now, they're at the gym. I don't do a lot. Of, I don't do reverse lunges. If I do do them, I do them no weight. Uh, I don't squat super heavy anymore. Uh, I, I, I like took out a lot of my workouts that I used to love doing to, you know, not hurt it. And what a lot of people do, especially like your injury, they will not fucking avoid doing the workouts that are harming them just because they like them. Exactly. So like, you have to adjust accordingly. And I think that was the hardest thing. Like, the, the first week was, well, I can't bench. I can't fucking do bicep curls. What am I going to do? All right. Although, I have to say, when I'm on the treadmill now or on the stair stepper, I've been watching some fucked up shit on YouTube. It's like the untold scary stories or the strange <laughs> missing persons cases. And you're like, what has my life come to? You're like, we're going to go find Sasquatch. Oh well, yeah, it's, <laughs> this dude. This dude has a YouTube channel called Mister Ballin, and um, he tells Mister Ballin. Uh, yeah, so he he touches base on like the different places where you're not supposed to travel. The uh, the missing four one one cases that was made by this detective, and there's some strange things that go on in these different stories. Some crazy shit out here. Oh, uh, it, it, dude, there's like you're just sitting there going, "This really happened," and you like you do research on, it, and you're like, "What the fuck." I mean, I think they're the aliens. They're out there taking us. <laughs> well, there's a, there was a missing story case he touched base on. It was a two-year-old that went missing from his grandmother's house. He was out playing in the creek bed. He was down there playing with three of the dogs. The grandmother had a clear sight of him. And next thing he lets out is a blood, like bloody scream. So she goes running down. And he's gone, and two of the dogs are gone, and the one dog's just growling hair up, facing in a direction where the kid was, or, or where the yeah. grandmother thought the scream came from. Come to find out, I think like a week later, they find the kid alive, 20 miles away from where he was. And he had to go through a swamp. That's crazy. And they're sitting on how did this kid get here? But there's no footprints going there. I don't know, man. Some weird shit. Some weird and shit. And it's just like, okay, well, at least now I have something to pass my time when I'm doing some boring <laughs> cardio. 
You're gonna you're gonna end up being like, you know what? I'm gonna be a detective now for swamp creatures. <laughs> Dude, the one day, the one day I'm on the uh, the stair the stair stepper, and I'm watching the twentieth deadliest trees. Trees? There's there's trees that can kill you. Like eat you? Or I wouldn't I wouldn't say eat you. Like yeah, they're poisonous. There's okay. one called the thorn tree, and it has a bunch of thorns on it. That could uh, when you get poked by it, you can die. There's also other trees that have these giant fucking fruit that fall that are like 25 pounds. They fall on your head, you die. But yeah, there's there's some interesting things out there that you would never think of uh, looking at until you're bored out of your mind. <laughs> hey, but at least you don't have to do that anymore. You can actually go back to working out and rehab, get healthier, exactly, get that mind right. And uh, next thing you know, we're gonna be searching for Bigfoot. Yeah, we're gonna go Sasquatch hunting. I have a couple good locations because I was looking at that too. If I find him, I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. Maybe that's the next BKO outing is uh, Sasquatch hunting. I don't know. I think I'm good on that one. Uh, if you find him, give me a call. I'll come up and help you. <laughs> I'll take some cut. But He's only like nine feet tall. He'd be fine. He's probably like a thousand pounds. Probably. It'd be like wrestling he's grizzly probably, like, He's probably real. Like, to be honest, like, there's been so many stories of all this crazy shit, and it's like... There's so much land that hasn't been explored. Yeah, it's and like... And if someone doesn't want to be found, you're not going to find that. Yeah, I mean... Or the government already knows about it, and they don't, don't tell us. He's in Area 51. Probably. Or, like, what was the one, the Saddam, they found him in the middle of fucking a cave in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, it... They know shit. Yeah. I don't know. It is what it is. You ever see National Treasure? Remember when he has the book in the library where they have all this shit in the book? Yeah. I wonder if that's actually that book's real. It probably is. They have all this shit out there. I I guess we have to go to a a real old school library then. We'll have to. We'll make it into our, uh, that'll be our rehab. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. But all right, guys, we appreciate you listening today. Until next time. Yep, until Peace next out. time, guys. And, of course, if you have anything that's going on in your lives that you guys need to talk about, feel free to reach out to us. We're here for you guys. And, um, yeah, until next time. Peace out, y'all. Have a good day.